listening to the Embassy Church Podcast. And here is today's message. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to talk this morning um, about something I've actually never talked about before. And I'm actually pretty excited about it. I think you're going to like it. So we're going to start in Exodus 20 and then I'll tell you what I'm talking about. (laughs) Exodus 20 verse 1 says, then God gave the people all these instructions. This is the Ten Commandments we're going to read, okay? I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind of image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon the children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in it. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God has given you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not cover your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. So those are the Ten Commandments. And we still, we, we still observe them. Like we, you know, we're not like, we don't want to murder, right? They're all good things. And God put forth the Ten Commandments um, because he's good, because he loves us. He puts forth this and says, hey, these are things that are kind of written on your heart. Don't do these things, okay? And the Ten Commandments isn't what saves us, right? We're saved by grace through faith by believing on Jesus. So that's not what saves us, but we still follow the Ten Commandments. What's interesting is, almost all of them we could say, like, should we murder? Oh gosh, no. Like, I'm not even having a discussion about that. Should we steal? No, we shouldn't steal. Should we, I don't know, what else is there? Should we um, covet our neighbor's wife? (laughs) No, we shouldn't do that. She's not that good looking anyway. (laughs) Just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But so there's things, but there's one in here that we often kind of overlook or we're like, well, it's okay. It's okay to do. What? We're gonna read it. Let's do it again. Not the whole thing. This verse, verse eight. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you. I really like that part. This includes you. Just in case you were like, well, 
that's other people, or I've got stuff to do. They don't know how busy I am. No, it says right here, this includes you, (laughs) your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, or any other foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. And look at this. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. So we're going to talk about Sabbath and now about resting and how God has designed it. Now, we're not talking about law. And so don't start thinking that way. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God setting forth a day of rest for us. So why don't we rest? Maybe some of you do rest. Some of you are like, my rest game is strong. Good. Okay. That's great. You're going to learn some from this as well. But for those of you that have gotten into this world system of I got to hustle, right? I got to go. We got it. We got to And we don't want to tell each other we rest, right? Is any of us having conversations of like talking to each other about man, I just rested well this weekend. I've just been resting. No, we don't most of the time. Why? Because our culture has told us we don't talk like that. We got to go. You should be stressed out. And then when we are resting, if someone does come and say, wow, I just feel so rested, a response from someone else would be, must be nice. Right? We're not talking about resting. No, we're not. Because that looks like laziness. Yet God says, hey, I have blessed this. Amen. 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 (laughs) We've got quotes. And this is crazy. Like, I am the type of personality. I love to read Um, self-help books and I think I've told you that before I like limit my self-help books because I will get into this I will get into this space of like I gotta do this we gotta go and Jared will be like oh my god chill you know and like you know we we should be doing more and we should never be sleeping and all of those things like if I just have a 10-minute nap so that I can keep going you know I I can get into that way but so I've read self-help books and these are some of the quotes that you actually hear in these type of books right now, especially. Um, You hear the words grind, you need to grind, you need to hustle, can't stop, won't stop, never stop, sleep is for the complacent, (laughs) wow. I've got a dream worth more than my sleep, what? (laughs) Uh, Let them sleep while you grind, let them party while you work. The difference will show. Yeah, I will. <laughs> You'll look terrible and they'll have no wrinkles. But this, this is one that actually like literally was like, it did something to me where I'm like, ah, okay, here it is. Build your dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I better get working on my dreams. I don't want someone else to hire me to do them. And, and this is what we're being fed on a regular basis. So we get into this place of, you know, I'm, I'm working. I'm working hard. You working hard? Working hard. We're all working hard. And we wouldn't dare tell somebody that we rested because it's not what we do, right? But it's God who provides for us. It's God who created you. And when you get into the mindset 
of I gotta do, 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 I gotta go, I gotta go, you actually take on the complex of I'm God. And he's not. <laughs> Sabbath is a reminder of, hey, it's not actually all on you, it's me. It's remi- and we're gonna look at this. It's a reminder of, hey, it's actually God. Psalms 127 says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builder is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. He says, it's actually useless for you to be building. I'm the builder. So if I'm the one that's doing it, then you can rest. Because I'm the builder. So let's put things into perspective here. Psalms 23 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me. That's like Sabbath. Hey, it's time for you to rest. He makes me lie down. And what does he do when, he, when, when we lie down in green pastures? He restores my soul. He restores my soul. Are you trading the health of your own soul with not resting? Your days of rest need to be as important as other days because all of this is temporal, but your soul is eternal. This is something that I heard. Be careful what you build by striving because you will have to maintain it by striving. That will, that's going to be the way you're going to have to maintain it. So build from rest and trust in God because that'll be the way you maintain it. Okay, we're going to look in the, we're going to look in the word of God. Exodus 16 is where we're going to turn to. God has a nation and he calls the nation Israel and that's his nation. He has a covenant, an eternal covenant with that nation. And in that place, God begins to set things in motion for Israel. Now, we, in, we have been um, engrafted into this covenant, okay? So anytime that you're reading in the Bible and you're reading about Israel, you can read about like, that's the church, Israel because we've been engrafted into this covenant, okay? So when he's talking about this, you can look at it like, oh, okay, this is where he's referring to me as well. So God starts this nation, Israel, and he sets the nation apart, but when he sets the nation apart, he actually sets it apart as a nation that will trust in him and a nation of rest. And he calls this day of rest Sabbath. So let's look in Genesis 2.2. Okay. Sorry. Genesis 2.2 is where actually God at the beginning when he was creating the world set Sabbath already in motion. It says verse 2. On the seventh day God had finished his work of creation so he rested from all his work. Okay. Exodus 16. 
he told them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. So bake or boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put some aside until morning, just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning, the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Moses said, eat this food today, for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord. There will be no food on the ground today. You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath, and there will be no food on the ground that day. So the people went out anyway on the seventh day, but they found no food. The Lord asked Moses, how long will these people refuse to obey my commands and instructions? So he, he specifically said to them, okay, guys, we're going to have a day of rest. So don't be gathering food. In other words, don't be going to work. Okay. Just because you think you need extra money, don't be going to work. We're going to have a Sabbath day. And they go out anyways, and there's no, there's no food. And God's like, didn't I just say, didn't I tell them that? Okay, all right. Moses, what's wrong with them? Then 29, this is what God is saying to Moses. He says, they must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. Did you catch that? They must realize that I've instituted rest for them, and it is my gift to them. That is why he gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day. So there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out to pick up food on the seventh day. So the people did not gather any food on the seventh day. There is a reason that God gives rest. And there are many reasons why God gives rest, but one is so that he can provide for you. And a lot of times we get into that place of like, well, I got to keep going and like society applauds it. But God is like, actually, I've provided for that day that you feel like you need to go out and work for. I've already provided for that. He can do more for you in six days than you can do in seven. And it gives you the opportunity to rest and be refreshed. Look at this first. We were driving back last night um, from Edmonton and we, Wayne and I were deeply discussing this verse. <laughs> Exodus 31. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day. For the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it may be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day, a complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation. Look at this. For all time. 
This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For the six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. Look at this. But on the seventh day, he stopped working and was refreshed. Do you see that? So the Lord worked for seven days. Then he rested. And what was he? Refreshed. This was, this was a real conversation. It's like, wait, how, how did the, does the Lord need rest? Does the Lord need to be refreshed? In, in Isaiah 40, 28, it says, Do you not know, have you not heard that the Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. Psalms 121.4 Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. But in Exodus, it says he rested and was refreshed. So the word refreshed there actually means that he breathed in. That he rested and he breathed in. The word rest also means to celebrate, by the way, but we're talking about we're talking about um, refreshed, he breathes in. What was God doing for six days? He was creating, right? And what was he creating? He was speaking things out. He was breathing things out. And then what was he doing? He was breathing into Adam. And on the seventh day, what did he do? He breathed in. Sabbath is when you breathe in. You breathe in the breath of God and become refreshed. It's so good because I was just looking up this. Joan said, man, she was in and out of sleep. And uh, so she kind of popped up for a moment and... I have video. She doesn't even know. <laughs> but she popped up and she's like, whoa. And I don't even know. Like, I know that there's people here that could tell me the actual, like, what breathing in actually does for us. But she says, like, man, that's actually really profound because of what breath does for us. So I just looked it up just quickly this morning just to kind of look. What does breathing in do? It improves immunity. It stops anxiety. It increases sleep quality. It decreases toxicity in the, in the body. Okay, so think about that. Let's, let's, so we're talking, this is talking naturally. But we're talking about the breath of God entering in. We're talking about slowing down and stopping and taking real rest and breathing in God. And what, what is happening in our own soul when we do this, okay? Let's look at it from a soul. The toxicity from the weak, the things that you have been carrying around, you're letting breath enter into those places. 
It improves your digestive system. It's great in the natural. <laughs> what? <laughs> it improves your digestive system, but like helps you eliminate things that you need to get rid of in your soul. Good cardiovascular health. How's your heart? Releases, reduces, excuse me, inflammation in your body. Makes your body and your joints strong. Think about that from even a church perspective. It strengthens your lungs. Just from a natural thing and so... God's been working, working, and now he breathes in, and, and, and we're working, we're, we're going. And, and the thing that's crazy about that is oftentimes we get into this, like, this groove of, like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, and we're not taking time to breathe in that there are things that are being accumulated in our life and, and things that are breaking down because we're not stopping. And recognizing that the Lord says, hey, um, I did this as a gift for you. To bless you. Let's take a moment to breathe here. You think that you have to do this all on your own. Oftentimes it's actually founded in a place where you don't actually trust God or there's places in your life that you don't trust Him. He says, I provided for you. Rest is important. Okay. We have been taught to be consumed with what we are doing rather than realizing that it's about what he is doing. Life isn't about what you are doing. Life is about what he is doing and me aligning myself there. And what he is doing and me aligning myself there will always, always be finding a place of rest there. Rest is about remembering. Remembering who he is. Wow. What he's done. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. It is really hard to strive and be still at the same time. In fact, I don't know if you can. It's impossible. to be still and know what are you doing I'm remembering right now I'm being still I'm <sighs> it's hard to know what's going on in your life I know this speaking from personal experience when you are running it is hard to be actually in tuned with what's going on in your own heart and life I'm too busy for it And a lot of times we get into this thought too that we are doing all of this for God. I'm breaking myself for God. This is part of the call. This is the sacrifice. This is a yes, you, you do give, you, you do. It is for God, but he still instituted rest. And there are consequences when you don't rest. Numbers 15, 32 says, 
While the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly, and they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, this man must die. Wow. I'm so glad we live in the New Testament. (laughs) The whole assembly, I'd have been dead. (laughs) Y'all had been dead too. Okay. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord commanded Moses. There are four things in the Old Testament that people were killed for, that had to be put to death for. Murder, adultery, rebellion to your parents. I also would have been dead. And (laughs) rebellion to your parents and not keeping the Sabbath. Now, obviously, those things aren't in place, and we're going to look at the New Testament here in a middle, in a minute, in a minute. Okay, we're going to look at it in the New Testament, but this was in place, and, and it's often kind of like a shadow of like you can look at it as in like, are you killing you because you won't rest? Is there no blessing flowing in your life because you won't stop to allow the kingdom of God, the kingdom ways of God to flow in your life? Sabbath is the alignment of God. It's the breath of God entering into you. Okay, Mark 2.23. What time is it? Almost finished here. Mark 2.23 talking about sabbath we're in the new testament now it says on sabbath jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples walked along they began to pick some heads of grain the pharisees said to him look why are they doing what is unlawful on the sabbath like they're picking heads of grain okay he answered have you never read what david did when he and his companions were hungry and in need in the day of abathar and the high priest he entered the house of god and he ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priest to eat, and he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. He says, I, the Sabbath was made for you to be able to rest. It was made as a blessing for you. And he's talking to them because in the New Testament, they took the Sabbath and they were like, crazy about it they started making more rules about it like we can't do this and we can't I think one was like we can't put wigs on our head because that actually that actually takes work too and so we we can't do anything at all I mean I don't know what ours would be like we can't plug our iPhones in I'm not sure but whatever took work they weren't allowed to do and so they started making these crazy rules and Jesus says no it's not about crazy rules you're not getting it It's not that it's like, okay, so six days, Sunday, that must be Sabbath. So that's the day that we need to rest or no, actually it was Saturday for them. But like, it's not about that. He's saying, you must have a day where you rest. It was created for you. It's not about rules. It's about that God blessed you with this and says, I'll take care of it. You rest. Come on, this is cool. You rest. You let my breath enter back into you. You rest. 
John 9. Jesus went along and he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? That is why he was born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am, the, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground and he made some mud with saliva and he put it on the man's eyes. Imagine that. Gross. Go, he said to him. Wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So the man went and he washed and he came home seeing. This is a man blind his whole life. And, he, and Jesus shows up and he's like, does this and he puts it in his eyes makes clay, sticks in his eyes, go wash, and he comes back and he can see. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes, uh uh-oh, it was a Sabbath. (laughs) Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud in my eyes, the man replied. And I washed and now I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. So then they do this whole, I mean, it's, it's read it. It's an interesting story. But then they pull the man in. They pull the man's parents in. And they start asking all kinds of questions. Like, what, what happened? What? And, you know, and the guy's like, I just, I can see. I don't know. I, I can see. I don't know what happened. I just can see. And that's basically what he keeps answering them. And so then they kick him out of the church. Yeah, just good church people. All right. So Jesus finds out that they've been thrown out of the church. And we go back in verse 35. Jesus heard that they'd thrown him out. I love this. He goes back to him. Church people rejected him. Jesus shows back up. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking with you. It's me. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment I have come into the world so the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him and said, what? Are we blind too? (laughs) Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now you claim you can see your guilt remains. And so they've made these laws around the Sabbath, but this is the coolest thing. Is this man is blind and Jesus shows up on Sabbath. And he reaches in the mud. And he begins to make clay. And he puts it on his eyes on Sabbath. And he begins to see. And I think that this is so important because Jesus is working on Sabbath. 
In other words, so many times we think, I gotta, I gotta keep going, I gotta keep doing, but Jesus is doing miracles on Sabbath. In other words, while you're resting, miracles are still happening. You can rest. And then here's the other thing is blind eyes are being opened on Sabbath. That there's something that actually takes place and I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself, but there's something actually that takes place when we step back and begin to breathe in. Is that we begin to see things that we never saw before. But we get so busy with things going on and things we think we have to do and, and, and moving ahead and trying to get ahead and blah, 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 that we actually don't see. See, we often think we see. I can see clearly. I can see what needs to be done. I can see what tomorrow will bring. I know. I know everything. You don't. You don't, though. And so on Sabbath, you're taking this break, this rest and saying, actually, I'm not God. I'm remembering I'm, I'm actually not God. And while I'm sitting here resting, he's being God. And miracles are still taking place. And then it allows me to be in this space of my eyes being opened to be able to see what tomorrow brings to be able to hear what he's saying to be able to know what is blinders in my own life that I'm running from some of us don't rest because we're actually running from ourselves but there's this place of blind eyes being opened and breath, you are refreshed. His breath enters back in. I love it when you read in the Old Testament where it's like, he says like, I supplied already for you. I've already supplied for you. Remember the Bible says, I know what you have need of. Rest. And I love it that he's like, I, I did this to bless you. And he says, and this will go on for all time. So do we make law of it? No, <laughs> don't do that. I'll take the breath right out of it, I promise. <laughs> but recognize that I sometimes get to this place where I, I gotta do, I gotta do, but you are a human being, not a human doing. And the Bible says to be still and know, watch me, watch me. Or that verse that we quote here lots, are you tired? Worn out, burnt out, 
get away with me. And what will he do? I'll show you how to take a real rest. I've put this in place to bless you. And I just got so excited reading it. I just thought, this is, this is so amazing that, I mean, we know every once in a while when we go places, like, man, that was really nice. And God's like, yeah, I actually would love you to do it once a week. Take a rest. Watch me work. Watch what, it, watch what happens in your life. I've blessed that day. And just as I've blessed your hands to work, I have blessed you to rest. Is that awesome? No? No, everyone's like, I'm talking about rest here. I'm talking like, hey, everyone, go on vacation. <laughs> you get a vacation. You get a vacation. <laughs> but recognizing that my soul, we talked about it as well with my soul, my soul needs rest my soul needs breath to enter back into it and it brings health to the whole body is that good amen amen well father i just pray over every person here today and holy spirit would you speak to us into the areas in our life Actually, where we have started striving or we've gotten fear that you wouldn't provide or we've gotten to places or felt like it was me and I have to do this all alone and that Holy Spirit you would reveal to us areas and places of where rest needs to enter in And I think that it's amazing that you would bring this word, God, in the middle of summer, our favorite time of year. <laughs> and that we would be a people of rest. And that place of busy and, and, and feeling like I have to measure up there, that if I'm not busy, I'm not significant that we would see that that's just a ploy of the enemy and that there would be a switch that takes place. We'd recognize that my significance doesn't come from what I do. It comes from who you created me to be and, and knowing you. And so I just thank you for rest, times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. And I just thank you for rest to enter in in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Adam. You ever have one of those messages that makes you think the entire time? Got a lot of things going through my brain right now. It was a 
very, very powerful word. The, the part that kind of is still rocking me is, is when Jesus asked the blind man, do you believe in the Son of Man after what had happened? I'm going to have to go back and study that a little bit, I think. There's many things that I'm going to have to study because that was good stuff, good stuff. Well, church, listen, we love you. We do love you. We want to thank you for joining us today. We want you to know that God loves you in such an amazing way. And we thank you for coming and being a part of what God is doing in this place. And if you joined online, we thank you. We thank you. If you don't know Jesus, come and find me after the service. Because just like Jesus asked that man after he had healed him, do you believe in the Son of Man? And all those things happened after that. That can happen in your life today. Amen. Amen. So good. So good. Well, we love you. We love you. We love you. We want to see you come out. Join us on Wednesday for summer socials. Again, if you don't know what's going on, text summer to that, that 306-900-4435 um, to get the information. We want to see you and connect with you. Hey, there it is. I spoke and it was created. Power. That's right. Our words are powerful. We, we just love you. I can't say it enough. Let us know how we can pray for you in the days ahead. And enjoy your rest. Hey, who's going to go home and rest? I'm going to go on my boat and rest. Have a great week. about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.